Still working? Oh. It's third time the charm. Okay, here we go. I'm Brett. I'm Jacob. And this is your weekly BJ. Woo! All right. <laughs> let's get this going. Uh, all right, well, what do you want to start with? Uh, let's take a look at this list. Um, so let's go in order. I want to skip your fourth one. And then okay. his fourth one is uh, Bernie Madoff has died in prison. Boo-hoo. Honestly. All right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, the only thing I really wanted to even say about that is that the only reason Bernie Madoff is uh, was in jail in the first place is who he stole money from. Had nothing to do with what he was doing. And also, if you give your money to a guy whose name is made off, made off with your money, you know, you got yeah. what you had. I'm sorry for you. That's, I mean, I'm not sorry <laughs> for you at all. And get over it. His name is literally made off. Bernie made off with your money. Yeah, and they keep calling him like the, he had the biggest Ponzi scheme ever. Like the the entire stock market is a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> yeah, the people who continually convince us that this is the actual economy and that this is somehow just and fair and how the real world should work, those are the people who 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 have committed the biggest Ponzi scheme ever. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, uh, yeah, Bernie made off with some people's money and then he went to jail. 150 years was his jail sentence. Either way, I find it really funny that we've already talked a little bit about this and I wanted to skip it. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. No, no, it's being skipped. It was, we're doing as well as skipping as we have in every other episode where we try and skip stuff. We're not yeah. talking about Honestly, okay. I, I kind of like those conversations the best. I'm like, no! <laughs> Can't do that. <laughs> so uh, another thing you want to talk about was the Afghanistan uh, withdrawal, yeah. the troop withdrawal from the U.S.? Or the yes. U.S. with troop withdrawal from Afghanistan. Exactly, yeah. and um, just this amazing thing too, where they're setting 9/11 as their target date, and just—I mean, not missing out on any uh, chance for some symbolism, right? Just, uh, uh, <laughs> I, you just—you just feel bad for the soldiers who are over there, and just like, yeah, that's that's still a while away. <laughs> could we send? Set? Could we not pick another date? Fourth of July. That's a great one, right? That's a very patriotic date. Uh, bring us home then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it is it's good. Um, there is a quote from uh, Biden, which actually uh, I loved. It was, "We were attacked. We went to war with clear goals. We achieved those objectives." Really? That was his. Um, that was his quote. And what objectives um, did they did they get? Well, um, obviously. Afghanistan is completely peaceful now and everything's fine over there. Yeah. And um, they and, went to war, but like, what were the clear objectives? Yeah, no. And um, it is, it is a hilarious comment. We consider how this war had some of the least clear objectives in the history of war. Nobody was sure it was one of the, it was, it was another kind of Vietnam, right. Where a lot of the attackers were not necessarily wearing a, Right. Mm -hmm. It was in many ways very different from that. And uh, I believe it was I believe it was this the one where George W. Bush got on the aircraft carrier and was like mission accomplished. Or no, that, that was Iraq. Iraq. That, yeah, was, that Iraq. was Iraq. Oh, damn. That's kind of my I have trouble separating it. Like in my mind, it's because it's the same war, just two different fronts. Well, and that's that's the whole problem with Iraq. Right. Is that people have equated the two. Mm -hmm. Right. Where they're like, oh, yeah, it's the same war. And if you talk to a lot of Americans, they've done all kinds of studies, like people on this kind of crap. It's not really studies, but just like videos where they go and talk to people. Right. Like they go and say, you know, why are we in Iraq? And a lot of Americans think that 
they're in Iraq because of September 11th. And that doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, well, I don't know. I'll... They connected the two of them. The whole, the whole Iraq thing didn't make any sense anyway. Like the whole reason Saddam Hussein felt so comfortable there and felt like they probably wouldn't kill him is he was doing the job that they hired him to do. The CIA put him in, right? Yeah. So he yeah. could get them their oil. They well, were getting their freaking oil. So who cares? Why was he not allowed to torture people? You know, yeah. he didn't torture people any more than they wanted him to. That's why he was there to be a strong man, for God's sake. Yeah. You can't blame a strong man for torturing people. That was, that's his whole point. And honestly, like he wasn't even, can't believe I'm saying this, but he wasn't that bad a dictator before the U.S. betrayed him with uh, yeah. the Iraq-Iran uh, Contra thing. For, and for sure, even if you just said he wasn't that bad a dictator, as far as dictators, yeah. Not, I mean, I would not want to live under him. No, sure. no. Nobody and, would. But Nobody we're talking like that, but... 1970s Iraq, right? You yeah. Know, um, they used to call Baghdad like the Paris of the Middle East. And, you know, there's a bunch of cities that have had that title, like mm-hmm. Beirut, some other. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's a, it used to be a happening place. Yeah. They had high literacy. They had world-renowned medicine. Um, and then Saddam went off the deep end because of his the U.S. betrayal. And yeah. I'm not saying that he was a good guy. I'm just no. saying that the U.S. betrayal has a lot of con. Yeah. Well, and that's just it, is that um, they put him in power. They had him there doing a job. Um, and actually, for a long time, he was very secular. Uh, and he honestly didn't even kind of try and get anything going with the religious stuff until um, they started trying to put pressure on him and they were going to attack him, right? That's when he needed support all of a sudden he became very uh devout right <laughs> he wanted to appeal to his, his uh his his brothers uh in in his religion right so uh, yeah that's that's i think it's a fair statement to say that 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 he was uh not the worst dictator um it's a pretty low bar um and yeah uh, the the people pe- most people think that uh have really no idea why they're in iraq uh and i remember uh, we were all, everybody in Canada was so proud of Jean Chrétien when it came out that he wasn't going to send people to Iraq. Because uh, yep. all the evidence that he had for these weapons of mass destruction was a bunch of like blurry night vision pictures of like what looked like a shed and possibly a van. Yeah. It's like, look, <laughs> they have vans. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, this is an overhead view of a shed. Could be in anywhere. Like, honestly, the pictures could have been from New Mexico. They could have been from... Yeah anywhere that has desert-ish uh, surroundings. And then they had and... Colin Powell at the UN holding up a vial. It's like, Iraq has WMD. And it's like, yeah. what is number one, why do you have to make it an acronym? <laughs> like WMD. <laughs> yeah. They have weapons. Yeah. Um, well, and then... I would I'd like to know what are the polite weapons of very little uh, destruction that they have going on. <laughs> Those are called <laughs> yeah. small arms and the NRA does not let you get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But just even like weapons of mass destruction, like unless it's crafted incorrectly, a weapon is designed to do some destruction. That's yeah. that's its goal is to destroy. But so I want to see the equivalent of the NRA, but for WMD. So the NWMDA. <laughs> Protecting so, bombs and missiles. I feel like according to my Second Amendment, 
I should have the right to bear nuclear arms. <laughs> it just says arms. It doesn't say they have to be, you know, guns. Like they yeah. say guns, but it says arms. Yeah. So it could be any weapon. Any weapon could be your could be your arm, could be your sidearm. It, yeah. It, yeah. A, and then a missile very easily fits into that. And then you, that's going to open up the doors to biotech and whatnot. Absolutely. Like, I, I have the right to bear arms. And then you're going to get people that have like bear arms attached to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Second yeah. Amendment rights. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Yeah. We all have the right to bear arms. They would actually have to provide it as like a free surgery because they have the right. <laughs> Can't be charged for it. This is my right as an American. I get bear arms. <laughs> So, oh my God! My thoughts on this uh, trooper withdrawal is it's just not going to happen. It's going to be everything but. Well, and a lot of times when they do this stuff, they're like, "Oh, we're pulling all the active duty troops, but we're going to leave people there for training." Yeah, we're going to send. We're going to use the trainers. We're going to send trainers in there, which that's what Canada did. Soldiers. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what we say all the time. That's our that's our big thing. We go with yeah. that all the time. We were leaving supposedly not at war with anybody. But if your soldiers are there, you're involved, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, it, we get away with, like, we, we say stuff on technicalities, but you're involved. Yeah. You know what you're doing. So. Hey, next topic. Absolutely. Whoop, whoop. Let's get off this one. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be stuck um, in Afghanistan longer than they have been. <laughs> it's a quagmire. Um, <laughs> so this, I'm just going to read the headline from uh, yeah. <laughs> Defense Expert Testifies George Floyd <laughs> Died of Heart Disease, Car Exhaust Fumes. Yeah, I'm just going to say, like, maybe his head was too close to some car exhaust because somebody was kneeling on him. Yes. <laughs> like, like, and the worst part is that this is your defense. Yeah. That's your defense is that in the process of you kneeling on someone for so long, they managed to die of being under, the, you were holding them under car exhaust fumes. Like, you, if the outside, car, the car, right? Outside, sure. Yeah. No, but I mean, like, <laughs> the car exhaust fumes are diluting while they're outside. <laughs> Absolutely. It's not but like you you taped your windows shut and are trying to kill yourself. It's like, but maybe it was a very old car. Maybe it wouldn't have passed an emissions test. These are all the things that we need to know about this before we decide that it doesn't fucking matter, and this guy should 100% be in jail no matter what. Mm -hmm. Like, I just throw maybe okay second degree, um, but just make it a very long sentence because. Yeah. First of all, politically, um, for civil unrest and all this stuff, and just because, I mean, no matter what, he should have known better. He mm -hmm. was doing, like, you, if you, you, have you watched, you've watched the video, right? Uh, the George Floyd video? Yeah. Oh, God, no. I can't handle it. Yeah. So in the video, he's just staring at the onlookers, and he is not getting off of George Floyd because people are telling him. You can just tell, looking at this guy, that he is doing this to be, nobody mm -hmm. is going to tell him how to treat a perp. Right. Because that's what everybody is when they're under his knee perp. Right. And so he's not getting off this guy till these people stop yelling and telling him how to do his job. Right. And you can just see this dignant look on his face and just there. It was so just watching it was so disgusting to me um, that they're like this should be another hundred and fifty. This should be a Madoff style sentence where this guy gets 150 yeah. because he is a sociopath. This is something maybe he didn't think he was going to kill that guy. But he was trying to break down a guy. And when you think about why he was doing it, it was for a counterfeit $20 bill. Yeah. So you have to kind of balance um, the punishment or the, the amount of force, right? Like I, there should be something 
in a police manual about like, or in, in police training about like how to balance the amount of force. So if the crime amounts to $20, right? Like yeah. an amount of money that I don't think much about. And I'm, 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 I'm not Jeff Bezos. Every $20 counts to me, but like not a lot. I don't think a ton before I spent. I've spent $20 bills and never thought about it again. Yep. Every day I do it. You don't need to kill anybody. Over. And even if it didn't, if, even if George Floyd didn't die, that was way too long to be kneeling on anyone over 20 fucking dollars. Uh, yeah. My thing is like, he's not judged. Like he doesn't get to be judge, jury, <laughs> and executioner, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And in this case, he was. Yeah. Right. This guy resisted arrest and nobody resists my arrest. I'm going to, I'm going to hold you under, like, even if he, if, even if it was the exhaust, right? Let's say that this lying asshole, I, I, I sent you the, did I tell you that he's already being sued for a different case that he lied in? This guy, his name is, um, Dr. David Fowler. Fowler. Yeah. I just need so, to say that name. Yeah. I know we don't have a whole lot of listeners right now, but still, Dr. David Fowler. Yeah, Dr. David Fowler. And he's already being uh, he's already being sued for his testimony in a different case, uh, uh, the wrongful death, death of Anton Black. So even if he's saying that this car exhaust may have factored in, car exhaust is a fairly common, like it's fairly common knowledge that car exhaust can kill you. Yep. Right? Enough of it. We know that, right? It's fairly common knowledge that a lack of being able to breathe, right? That's, yep. he oh. was saying, I can't breathe. You know, that, like, obviously Derek Chauvin, if he, they were close enough that George Floyd was breathing in the fumes, Derek Chauvin was breathing in those fumes as well. So, yes, but they, they claim that he had, like, drugs in his system and that he had a heart condition. Um, I just want to say one more quote from this Reuters article. Um, so, quote, this is one of those cases where you have so many conflicting different matters, Fowler said. The carbon monoxide would usually be classified as an accident, although somebody was holding him there so you could elevate that to a homicide, end quote. So, yeah. like, even him saying that, he's still saying Chauvin murdered the guy. Yeah, and that's just it. Why is, so why even bring it up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't change the outcome. Because that's the thing. You can smell car exhaust. It's not like a, a, one of those secret killers, you know, one of those substances that you're not going to be able to smell. Mm -hmm. If it was close enough that there was so much of it getting to George Floyd that that is what killed him. Chauvin knew about it. He was yeah. smelling it. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see. And so this goes to what I've, I've been reading a little bit about this because I, I, I sent you that other article too um, about uh, a different, the, the newest um, big uh, cop case here. Uh, I think Duante, is that how you say it? Duante, right? I don't know. Yeah, 20-year-old black man shot um, by Kimberly A. Potter. And she described in the New York Times article as a 26-year-old veteran. Of, um, I don't think a 26-year-old is a veteran. Of is she a 26-year veteran of the force? Oh, maybe it's a 26. Yes, you know what? 26-year veteran of the force. I was just reading that wrong because I read 20-year-old and then went right to that. Okay. Very correct. Good point. So yes, she is a veteran of the force. 26 years, that's a long time. And in 26 years, you will learn the difference <clears throat> between the way a taser feels and the way your uh, Glock, right? That seems like probably enough time to get those two things different. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, one is bright yellow and the other is black. So yeah. different in many ways. One yeah. seems like it's more plasticky. The other very much made of metal. I mean, the list goes on. They have actually, somebody pointed out online that they have different safety, like to actually get them to fire. There's a different way to do it. So kind of hard to confuse them. Yeah. But they're saying here that 
she just uh, her excuse anyway is that she had the wrong one in her and she did not. Oh, so yeah. and so what people keep saying and what I keep reading online is that somehow these things like this little things like maybe it was something else, maybe it was the drugs in his system, maybe it was the carbon monoxide, uh, and then uh, you know maybe it was maybe it was confusion between the thing is oftentimes enough to get um, cops off the hook for these types of crimes, right? Often it's enough to just say that something is a mistake. It's like, yeah, wow, that's, that's we a are thing. holding them to such a low standard. I'm really glad you brought that up because um, we often talk about like just you and I, but like society in general, mm-hmm. we talk about uh, police reformation or abolition, right? Yeah. But um, one of the big problems with the police is that when things actually end up getting to go to court, uh, the legal system has their back. Yeah. And like, we need a lot more reform than just police reform. Yeah. Like it's only one piece of the pie. Well, and also um, our legal system so often relies on precedent that you would literally have to, and well, I mean, it, it entirely relies on precedent for a lot of stuff, um, but you would literally have to like get rid of precedent. And I don't know what the actual process is for doing that. Right. It's kind so of actually, like a weird idea anyways, that our legal system tends to take precedence like put that make it so valuable because like things change yeah and just because the first judge did a case that had something to do with that doesn't mean that they were actually the best judge to make that decision yeah and that's just it it is (laughs) it it speaks to kind of the uh the the problems in that are inherently in our system and how hard it is um to get rid of them when all of our current decisions are going to be based upon um our past decision yeah and the quality of judges who i mean overwhelmingly overwhelmingly were upper class white guys i just like usually judge you know it's going to be a bit older right uh maybe a bit jaded with what's going on uh and the thing is especially in the criminal system they're only dealing with certain parts of the population right Mm -hmm. they're not seeing the whole picture they're just dealing with people who are the people who are put right in front of them, the people who are who have been for whatever reason brought before them and involved in these or possibly involved in these horrible crimes, right? So they're I feel like it's hard for a judge to really get a sense. I mean, most white judges, I would say, through the it's most judges, you know, <laughs> well, okay, fine, most judges. But on, I would say I'm, I'm trying to say most white judges from the 50s, 60s, and 70s, which at that time would be all the judges, baby. Um, most of them. Uh, their only interactions with minority groups um, would would be in the court system, right? So they already had these negative opinions. And so now it's kind of like their racism is being carried forward, right? Yeah. And it was just like, how, uh, that's got to be part of the, the first steps of getting rid of systemic racism would be to go through and kind of look at how these, how it's affected precedent. And um, just in general, like, how it, in a lot of ways, precedent takes the side of police, no matter what. Because if these if these flimsy arguments hold up, which we haven't seen if they will, but we know that they have in other cases. Yeah. Very flimsy arguments have held up very well in other cases. Um, if if, the, if these things hold up, I mean that that shows that the system is not uh, taking into account what's going on, not looking at what's happening, and only looking at what has happened before, yeah. and and doing business as. I don't think it can not just do that i think chauvin because of the the press that this murder got will yeah probably get put away 
but I don't think anybody should see that as a victory. Like Floyd still. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the thing is, so you can't undo what happened. That's, mm-hmm. that's not possible. Um, and honestly, nothing has really changed. Cause I mean, we were just talking about a guy who was just shot like very recently. Uh, there's constantly a new guy who just got shot. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, it's, it's, it's not, it's not getting better, obviously. And you'd, think that with all the press and all the protests and everything that's going on that it would start to change that they would start to try and i don't know well one of the reasons that i don't think chauvin like if he gets convicted um that's not a win is because it needs to become the norm yeah and like until until it's the norm one trial well no there's not but there's like one trial doesn't mean anything yeah right like this is like I guess it's like maybe you could count it as a win if it's like one fight of a battle, but then yeah, but we're fighting a war. Yeah, and right? so like this yeah, is a every skirmish. time this every is a time skirmish. it does <laughs> like, <laughs> every time it does happen, right? It is something good. It is something positive. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's not like it is definitely not enough. Definitely not enough. And I'm just hoping that we can see um guys like our our uh like uh our friend Dr. Fowler um maybe get thrown in jail along with him, right? Like yeah. maybe we can, maybe people can continue to sue him. Um, I don't know where, what the grounds would be, but um, like the, he, he needs to be stopped. You can't just go around offering excuses up. Uh, well, I mean, well, you can because he's doing it and probably making pr- fairly good money doing it. In all fairness, um, he did say that the guy killed him. Yeah. Because yeah. he held him underneath the car. Exam. Like it, in all yeah. fairness, I'm not saying that Fowler's like, a good yeah. guy because like it's just it's yeah. ridiculous his his testimony is insanely confusing it honestly makes me wonder why anybody brought him up there like clearly they didn't discuss this stuff with him why would the defense bring on a guy that was like oh no he killed him it just wasn't oh, okay, because yeah. of the knee like, yeah. like <laughs> oh my god yeah um, yeah anyway you know the defense the defense is honestly charged with a impossible task because from a political standpoint and from a hope like unfortunately i feel i feel weird about saying from a legal standpoint because he's probably getting fined from a legal standpoint, literally but because of all this you know the, all this stuff surrounding it yeah th- there's no way they were going to let him off with yeah. nothing you know so i guess you got to bring in everybody anyways um let's move on to jacob's conspiracy corner all right let's do it <laughs> all right <laughs> so um i need better music for jacob's we'll work on that <laughs> i know i should work on that right uh, um so there's a conspiracy uh i'm going to uh read a little bit about it so there was a leaked message the title, the title and, is honestly my favorite part of this fact uh, yeah so this is from i i sent brett an article from reuters saying it's was, it was called fact check a leaked message outlining alleged canadian government plan to create a totalitarian state through lockdowns and credit strategy is fake so <laughs> there's uh, i've met and heard of a number of people that have this COVID conspiracy where they think that uh, the Liberal Party of Canada is trying to create a totalitarian state, uh, the COVID vaccine, and some type of credit thing, all right? So it's a a thing where all of your debt gets erased, but you have to give up the, the opportunity to ever buy property again, all right? So and I don't understand all of this, but it's like it's kind of odd to me, like because yeah. what is the how would this create a totalitarian state? So they're they're saying that there's going to be a universal basic income, so everybody's going to get money every month. 
cool. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a proponent for that. I like yeah. that. Okay. Um, all your debt's going to be erased. Uh, yeah, cool. that should definitely happen. Um, and then you have to give up your rights to buy property, which from my standpoint, I don't really like, I would like to buy a property, but at the same time, I also don't think that anybody should be able to own land. That's just a weird thing. Like mm -hmm. we don't own air. Why do we own land? Like, yeah, that's weird. Um, I don't think I don't even like the the way it's conceptualized right now because right now it's a investment strategy, it's a retirement plan. Like ownership of stuff has become way more than just owning. Stuff. Yes. So, yeah. So yeah, I wanted to do an addendum to this weird conspiracy. Um, now, Adam Vaughn is the housing guy in the federal uh, the federal federal ministries. All right. Um, and, and he's complete. Did you he hear about this? Twitter. Did you hear about this TVO uh, interview? No. Yeah. So in this <laughs> TVO interview, so he's on the agenda with uh, Steve Bacon. He said, and I quote, we're a very safe market for foreign investment, but we're not a great market for Canadians looking for choices around housing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, so well, then it sounds like you've done a great job. Uh, yeah. And then he also stated, and I quote, we have a very good system of foreign investment creating a lot of new housing in Canada. Wow. So coupled with the fact that he's also said housing prices cannot drop 10% by more than 10%. And he said this because he was like, um, people are using them as investments. Uh, I think he said something along the lines of uh, everybody raised their hand that wants their investments to drop by 10% the equity in their homes to drop by 10%. Yeah. And it's like, no, he is, he is but he's, an elitist dick and everything he says just drives me fucking. But he's got no, there is no federal plan to deal with this housing crisis. No, no, actually that's what they're saying is that they, they will not. Right. We, we were yeah. just reading that other article about how they're, they're not going to. And then the real estate guys are like, well, we'd step in if they tried to, uh, you know, cause real, the real estate, uh, association is in charge of our housing policy in Canada. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just that that whole thing about how you know this is a great place for the world to invest, but you know Canadians can't afford it. If you're not seeing that as a problem, um, yeah, you're. I think you're the first person we. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's also so to bring it back to this conspiracy, yeah. like the Liberal Party is actively trying to make it so that people can't buy houses. Yes. Like. And yet the conspiracy is framing it so that this isn't part of it. No, no, it's not this. Yeah, no. This doesn't have to do with the totalitarian state. But... Okay, and so like, that's like... the thing is that's a very, that's a very um, neoliberal thing, right? Yeah. Like the housing market and everything that's going on there. Yeah, get out of here, you monkey, and close the door. Aye, aye, aye. He figured out he can open the door with a key. Oh, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, uh the uh what was i even talking about the housing strategy oh yeah so it's a very neo neoliberal thing right they yeah. don't want you to lose your investment they want you to have all of the opportunity in the world you know if you win the lottery or something or you know whatever you could also get in on this great opportunity if you so have rich parents that. you could also end up rich yeah exactly and you could be <laughs> a part of this great neoliberal dream that we all have going on where the rich keep getting richer and everything's fine. We just have to keep going with it. Yeah. So it's it's such a, a neoliberal thing to be like, oh yeah, well, I mean, it's only a problem for poor people. 
it's only a problem for Canadians. Why should that be something the Canadian government takes seriously? Why are they putting, why are they focusing on foreign investment? But like, uh, and the, oh, other... the foreign investment is such a good thing. Like, yeah, I understand exactly. how no, an economy exactly. works. Like, yeah. <laughs> foreign investment is a good thing if you're going for an economy, but yeah, not at the expense but, of your own people. Yeah. And yeah. to just say it so blatantly. Yeah. But then as far as the conspiracy theorists go, who will not include that part, is that they are also like, uh, well, and they're not even neoliberal. They're, they're going back even further, thinking that they're part of this free market because they didn't see any, um, uh, the, the conservatives, conspiracy theorists, they see any government interference in the market as being um, uh, against the free market, right? They still think that there is one. And yeah. it's like, what country are you living in? We don't have, a, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. So yeah, they can't, they can't criticize anybody who wouldn't try and devalue an investment Right, because that's part of the whole thing is that the market determines the price of houses. So if all these people are investing in it, that's fine. But it's the government trying to get involved. That's the evil. That's the bad stuff. You guys are nuts. So that's somebody my... has to get involved and do something about these assholes. Yeah, and yet at the same time, I don't think anything's ever going to happen because as you no. brought for, as you brought to me, like most of our MPs are landowners and yeah, like landlords. They're not going to vote against their own self interest. No, how could they? Plain and simple. Yeah. yeah, they they honestly, Adam Vaughn, the one thing that I can actually respect about him is that he does not give a shit about Canadians and he is not afraid to say it out. Everything he says is like, holy shit, you don't give a fuck about any of us. Yeah. You would literally crap on all of us at any given time and you're not afraid to say it. And he's the people who are... He's a perfect liberal party member. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the liberals aren't supposed to say it. The liberals are the ones who do this shit and don't say it. And yeah, he just right. doesn't get that part. Yeah. He doesn't get that part. He's not supposed to say the quiet part out loud and he keeps doing it. So I respect him for saying the quiet part out loud. But yeah. that's about it. He is one of the most, uh, like, he, he, his head is completely up his own asshole. Um, and he's thrilled to shit about it. He is so fucking thrilled that his head mm. is up his own ass. Um, so, yeah, I, there's honestly, and that's the, why it's so hard for me right now to believe in conspiracy theories because we don't need them. Real life is so fucked at this point. We don't need them. Look at what's happening. We're living inside of a conspiracy theory right now. See, yeah, I had, there's this thing right now where a lot of people talk about conspiracy theories. And, you know, I, I mentioned a conspiracy theory earlier today, but there's like a lot of conspiracy facts. Mm -hmm. And Adam Vaughn is making it very plain that this is a conspiracy. It's not a theory. They're nope. making it so that Canadians can't afford housing. And they don't give a shit. Yeah. They love it. And conspiracy, conspiracy theorists want to make it seem like it's some sort of Connie plot. Yeah. But because no. and I feel like from the conservative perspective, they can't blame the market, right? If the market is your God, yeah, right? The market is a perfect system. The free market is a perfect system sent to us by God, right? Yeah, yeah, it's in God, Genesis. God's hand is probably the invisible hand yeah. that they were talking about. That's probably the invisible hand right there is God's hand. Yeah. So, so if, little known fact, on the seventh day he rested was actually a mistranslation. It was on the rested meant free market. <laughs> yes. On the seventh day he free marketed. He went to the free market. And then the other little God went wee, wee, wee all the way home. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. But yeah, I, I loved reading through this article that you sent um, because it actually had the words Great Reset in it. And it had honestly been a little while since I'd heard anybody bring up the Great Reset. And I was like, oh my God, 
Great Reset. That was so many conspiracies ago. We were so optimistic about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, honestly, the, uh, the, the, the things that it mentions, the IMF, the World Economic Forum, um, these are not conspiracy things. Like, these are real organizations that are having a drastic and very negative effect on most of the world. Yeah. Um, you don't have to dig far to find out how they're screwing with the world um, on a daily basis. Or even, you don't even have to dig that far to find countries that totally skirt IMF suggestions and then prosper like crazy. Mm-hmm. So like, why, why do they have any uh, credibility? Yeah. No, they're yeah. the, they're the absolute worst. Yeah. Anybody following their suggestions just goes broke. Yeah. Right. So yeah, no, it just, Anyways. we don't, we don't need conspiracy theories right now, but it, it is, it's amazing that people keep trying to, and I feel like, uh, I feel like a lot of them are trying to protect the market from what it is. And, and also I feel like a lot of people are clinging to that idea that there is a free market. And I would yeah. like somebody to show me where they're finding this free market and, and we, uh, where I can get involved in it. We talk about this a lot, but you know, just as a, a reminder to everybody, a subsidy. So if anything gets a subsidy, then you don't have a free market. Right. So yes. Yeah. There's no free market. There is no free market. If anything gets a bailout, there's no free market. If the government the entire... steps in yeah. so that your house price doesn't <laughs> drop, that's yeah. not a free market. Yeah. And that's, and um, and I've, I've tried to have this argument so many times with people and they're just like, oh yeah, well, that's the part I don't agree. It still happened. doesn't mean that there's a free market. Yeah. Um, but so many of my people that I talked with who are on that, on that uh, uh, right-wing perspective, coming out of that right-wing perspective, they're like, well, yeah, but that was, that was one time. That was a bailout. Yeah, How many bailouts has GM gotten? <laughs> yeah. We're constantly giving subsidies to everybody. Uh, grocery stores are getting subsidies to put in uh, uh, energy-efficient freezers. Yeah. And then they're saving money. Yeah. They should just do it to save the money. Why am yeah. I getting involved? Why is why is my tax money going towards that? Yeah. Well, they're, they're it's because billion uh, people like to think that capitalism is innovative, but it's not. It's a leech. No, like no. it just sucks everything dry because innovating costs money, and wh- that money could be seen as profit. So why yeah. the fuck would you innovate? <laughs> like yeah. Well, and there's that. That's just it. Yeah. That money. Well, and um. There, there was an argument uh, about the vaccines, about mm-hmm. how the people are, were trying to say that the vaccines were capitalist innovation. Yeah. But all of that was brought on by governments investing in the research. Yeah. That was all subsidized. Project Warp Speed. Yeah. The, the Canadians, we, we, we heavily subsidized. It was all, that, that, was, that was a subsidization project uh, mm-hmm. from Trump. Trudeau had his own uh, billions of dollars that he gave to companies. We bought so many of these things, literally... Uh, even people who now are trying to say that this is proof right now, our terrible handling of it is proof that socialist medicine doesn't work. It's not the socialism part that didn't happen. These, these companies already got their money from us. We've gave them, yeah. we gave them tons of money for this research. They want tax breaks. That's why we're getting screwed around. Capitalism is what's fucking us right now. If anybody has any questions about that, they can just look at what's going on. Yeah. But they don't want to. They just want to blame no. and be afraid of no, communism no, because of all the no, no, propaganda just... that we... Do you remember the... Do you remember when we were kids and they had us uh, do the nuclear bomb drill? I only remember having to do it like once or twice. Yeah. Yeah, was I, like... was, I was there that day. Yeah, we did that. I remember it. Yeah. And I was like, why are we getting under tables? Yeah, this bomb is so... It will clear the <laughs> landscape for 200 kilometers. 
But it was their desk. <laughs> We Stable. have a basement. Couldn't I hide in the basement? Nope. No. Under your nope. desk. <laughs> Think about it. The bomb's going to drop. You're not going to be able to get to the basement. Yeah. Under the desk. Yeah. The what? Uh, I can't remember who even said this. It was like a stand-up comedian. who was like, there was, a bomb, there was a fireball coming and they wanted us under the kindling. And it's yeah. like, that's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. We'll go hide in the kindling. But I, I bring that up. The fireball. That was all part of the propaganda that we were. Yeah. A lot of people were exposed to at a very young age about how bad communism and yet we don't we've never really seen a communist country like i think the closest that we've come to is uh cuba um i don't know very much about communist vietnam so i can't speak to that but like there's not been a whole lot of attempts and even then like cuba got fucked because it's like it was right next door to a superpower and that superpower was like you're not allowed to do anything (laughs) yeah and the superpower the the superpower that spent most of its uh, tax dollars on trying to fight communism. Yeah. Right. So yeah, they were kind of screwed that way. And a lot of people point to the USSR and it's like, well, we communists. Yeah. I think they started with, yeah. USSR started with good intentions. Yeah. Yeah. But Stalin derailed it. Right. Yeah. I mean, he went out of his way to kill any of the real communists uh, that were involved in the party. Yeah. And China has gone through a lot of the same stuff. Uh, Uh, if you read through Shock Doctrine, it talks about how they're u- really using Milton Friedman's uh, Shock Doctrine uh, as, as part of their economic growth policy within their country. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it does seem like it's it's hard uh, to get a actual social experiment like communism off the ground. Yeah. Um, because there is something, and honestly, I don't feel like you could have a good government. Right, that comes from a place of totalitarian. Right, I feel like it's not possible. That's as soon as you get totalitarianism involved. Like, I don't want to be a part of any government where I'm not getting a vote. Oh, well, right. I, I disagree with that mainly because I feel like being able to vote at your workplace probably means a lot more than voting for a government. And there's something to that, but honestly, I don't want to be a part of any government that I have no say in how it's configured. Okay. Right. So and so I've. I feel yeah. like there should be stuff there. Like there should be a voting process. And I don't know that, like, honestly, looking at how political parties run now, it's hard. Looking at where democracy is, mm-hmm. I have to keep reminding myself that really this is probably as free as people have ever been. You know, I disagree. It's better Completely. than monarchy. A hundred percent with you, Brett. Okay. Where, where, so tell me where they're, where they've been more free. Um, the indigenous populations before white people deleted them in North America. Okay. Yeah. And so we honestly, had, okay. That's yeah. a fairly good example. <laughs> um, that's uh, well, it is. It is honestly, yeah. um, just because there was not a very formal structure, right? Well, they had and, formal structures. Like there's the, the Confederacy, the Iroquois Confederacy. Um, yeah, they had, no, like, and I'm not saying that they didn't have governance. There yeah. was, there was stuff in place, but it wasn't, um, as it wasn't as rigid as what we have now. And they could make decisions. Yeah. Right. That is what I was trying to say. They could make decisions. Like right now, we were just talking about um, precedent, mm-hmm. precedent, laws, conventions. There are so many things that stop our representative democracy, our representative democracies from going and saying, oh, well, we can just respond to what's going on right now. Yeah. Right. And a lot of that is the things that you just mentioned. But also, like, I like to think about the, the system as a thing that is actually alive like like obviously it's not but like it behaves mm. like it is like it absolutely it feeds on tax money it 
tries to make it so that tax money never goes away. And so it doesn't matter which political party you're going to go into, it's going to try to get more tax money. And it's going to try to make the people that um, pet it nicest prosper. Mm-hmm. And like, and so like that, like you have to kill a system in order to change things. You can't like, yeah, that's all. Yeah. And honestly, I, I, I agree with a lot of that. I feel like you have to do it. I would still want it to be some version of democracy. Um, but at the same time, I don't want it to be, um, yeah, there has to be a way uh, within the system to respond to the needs of the people rather than responding to the needs. of Yeah. People, right. Like, honestly, <laughs> my ideal system is essentially what we have now. But all of the taxes are funded by companies who want to do business here. And <laughs> all of the benefits are going to the people. Yeah. And that that's that's honestly perfect for me, because what you're saying, Native societies before we came here, obviously, I mean, and, and that's not saying that they're ideal. Right? No, no, of course some, not. Some idealistic just like... thing where nothing ever went wrong. Things went wrong. People had a, a rough time sometimes. But yeah, there was a lot of freedom and there was a lot of responsiveness to what was going on. Yeah. So they, they did have a lot of freedom there. Um, but it's just, I don't know how you would get back to that, right? Like things are so interconnected oh. now that honestly, if we got rid of governments and tried to go with something, Bezos would own us in a second. So th- that is... It's the same thing that happened with Cuba, right? Like Cuba does this communist thing, but then a the superpower next door was like, hey, um, well, they tried to kill Castro. I don't know how many times. It was like well over 30 times, right? Absolutely. Um, how is he not going to end up as some type of horrible fascist totalitarianist twat, right? It doesn't matter like if yeah. he wasn't, like if you took away all of those assassination attempts and Big Brother U.S., constantly like stepping on his throat what would he have done yeah i don't know and we'll never know but there's a good chance that it would have been really great yeah and that's the thing is honestly right now to try and get to something good there has to be a way to temper the powers of amazon of the u.s bill gates bill gates of, yeah apple google apple. Like, yeah because yeah. they honestly to reform our society right now so much of our society, like they are so above any of the rules, right? Yeah. And I, I will just what, say, this, like, if, if any of those companies wants to sponsor us, we can take you off the list. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. This is the fee's going to be pretty steep, but we can definitely <laughs> do it. But just honestly, the, the way that, 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 the, that they've acquired power right now, um, it just is, it's almost the, the governments are barely protecting us from them, but they're only they're the only thing standing in the way of them imposing whatever will they have for us entirely upon us. Yeah. I hear you. And it's just, honestly, it is, it's, it's a weird position to be in where I'm just like, I hate the way things are being run right now, but I can't see how you, how you get rid of the current system entirely without us just being bought. Yeah. Or just somebody else just rolling in. Right. We're Amazon's Canada. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it is a very odd situation. It's like, it's the, the first time in a long time that it's been truly like this globally. I saw an article earlier today about Bhutan. So uh, Bhutan has a bunch of old growth forests and the IMF was saying, Hey, how can we sustainably uh, harvest these old growth forests that are sitting there doing nothing? They're not doing nothing, you idiots. (laughs) (laughs) So... I, I like the idea of um, sustainably hard. Yeah, but what? Because that's, that's just so confusing where it's like, 
are you taking the trees? Because if you're taking the trees, um, old growth, to my mind, means it's been there for a fuck of a long time. Yeah. Um, let's so let's to, conservatively say 300 years. It's been there 300, 300 years. years. Right. So, I mean, you're going to take one tree every 300 years. Or, right. That would be sustainable. Be right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we're talking about sustainable. But honestly, um, if anybody doesn't know the code words by now, um, you know, like sustainable, clean coal, right? Yeah. You yeah. Know, <laughs> renewable, whatever. Like these are all just things that we say to make people feel better about continuing to burn coal and recycle. Did you scrub the coal? What'd you yeah. do to the coal to make it clean? Oh, I had scrubbers on. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We put a we put a big sponge in the top of in the smokestack. That's what we did. Wait, clean the coal as it leaves. People are gonna hate me for saying this, but like nuclear power really pisses me because I feel like nuclear power is in the same boat as coal. It's just coal puts shit out into the air. Mm-hmm. Nuclear power is clean as far as that goes, except for all of the nuclear waste that we still don't have any idea of what to do with. Yeah. Well, and um, like there are uh, there are people who are living in the areas where they're trying to buy up uh, areas to dig like huge, um, huge um, pits to yeah. bury this stuff in. And they're like, oh, that's yeah, sustainable, well, we, right? we bury it. We bury it down deep enough that it won't affect you. Yeah. But I believe it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But the thing is, like, they're they're also working out how to make signs for people so that, like, and I mean, like, signs that will be around for hundreds of thousands. And they're trying to make these signs uh, in a way so that it will be a warning after our civilization collapses and whoever's wandering around comes up and is like, huh, what is this? That's the kind of longevity that this that they're thinking like hundreds of thousands. They're gonna have to like write it in cockroach. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> so they'll know what's going on. That I don't understand why us communicating with cockroaches isn't like this big scientific discovery. Like this is the first I've heard of it, Brett. <laughs> like <laughs> it's the first cross-species communication. <laughs> Honestly, just gotta tell them how to do. It. Yeah. Cockroaches, leave this stuff alone. It's bad for you. Honestly, cockroaches could probably survive it. They'll just be bigger cockroaches. Anyways, how about we uh, end there on that wonderfully high note? All right, let's do that. (laughs) All right. This has been your Honestly, (laughs) yeah, end there.